Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Well, welcome everybody. I am on cloud nine today. It is Monday, March the 20th, 2023, right? 2023. Why did I just blank on the date? That's so crazy. It didn't look right in my head. I am a grandma again for the fourth time. My little Grayson Rain, she was born this morning at 7.15. So I was at a birth all night. And so I am taking the opportunity today on this episode to, I don't know, mix it up a little bit, do something different, because I think what's going to come out will be really helpful, really beneficial to many, many of my listeners. And in the studio with me today is my youngest daughter, Naomi. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Okay, so Naomi is about to be 18 years old. She's a senior in high school. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, honey, before we jump in? Okay, well, like what? Like, tell them some of the things that you enjoy. Um, hey, where you just got back from. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just a little bit. They just want to get to know you a bit. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll start where I got from where I got back from. I uh, was just on a class trip in Italy. We've been like fundraising for it since like ninth grade, <laughs> and so we finally got to go. It was like a ten day trip. We got to see all sorts of different really cool cities like Rome and Pisa and Assisi and mm. Capri and all those places. That was like really surreal to just get to see all trip those, of like, a lifetime. Historical things that we've learned about for so long. Cool. Um. You know, I really like basketball. I've played that over the last, uh, I mean, since fourth grade, I guess, actually. Because mm-hmm. my mom, she coached me, like, fourth through sixth grade and then again in high school. So that's been nice. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy acting. I'm thinking about maybe doing something with, like, film um, or theater in college. I uh, don't know where I want to go to college yet. Still waiting to hear back, hear back from um, one of my, like, top choices coming up here soon. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Beautiful job. Beautiful job. Most people really trip up on that question. Tell us a little bit about yourself, but you did (laughs) it beautifully and I'm not surprised at all. Okay, kiddo. So first of all, let me just say this. I have been highlighting recently, um, natural hospital birth experiences and Gabrielle, my oldest daughter, um, this was her fourth baby, her fourth birth in a hospital. They've all pretty much been natural. This one was 100% natural hospital birth. Uh, She was 40 weeks and five days, no induction. She had no IV. 
She was not on uh, consistent monitoring. She was on intermittent monitoring. Uh, she got to drink fluids. She was able to get in the bath, move around. She had no pain meds, no epidural. Uh, she was able to deliver in any position she wanted. Uh, there was no Pitocin given after her baby was born. Immediate skin to skin, delayed cord clamping. Uh, I think she only had a total of two vaginal checks, and that includes the one in triage where they have to determine that you are actually in labor. So I'm bringing all that up to say before I start talking about the details, as you're listening for this, it is possible and it can be positive to have a natural hospital birth. So Naomi, as you know, a few days ago, maybe Friday, does that sound right? She was kind of having contractions, Gabrielle, on and off. Mm -hmm. And so we'd get this little text and this little hey, something may be happening, or Anna Joy, who is um, my other daughter, who is living with Gabrielle right now, and her uh, kiddos um, has been very involved and was actually at the birth, which is super, super cool. So, Naomi, it was like 9 o'clock at 9 p.m. Anna Joy said everything was kind of quiet, and then texted two hours later saying, hey, we're about 10 minutes apart, we need to get a game plan together just a few hours before. And then it really started happening quick because I was getting texts every hour, then at 45 minutes. And then she was like, how about y'all come in about 30 minutes? And then a text 10 minutes later. Nope. Y'all got to yeah, come dad now. Told me, dad told me he was, he was like, yeah, I think I saved it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> because like she had said like maybe in 30 minutes start heading over. And then like, she also said in that same text that it was like five minutes apart, three and to was, five minutes. Apart. And he was like, he was like five minute apart contractions. And you wanted to come in 30 minutes. No, we're yep. going now. Yep. So yep. then like y'all went over there and then like 10 minutes later, she was like, actually y'all head over <laughs> now. And y'all were like, we're already on our way. That's right. He, he called it. He was very smart about that. Cause I told him, I was like, so maybe in about 30 minutes, he goes, uh, no, three to five <laughs> minutes apart. He goes, it's going to be an hour before they get to the hospital. Cause right. Gabrielle lives about, she lives in a little town called Riesel right outside of Waco, but it takes us about 20 minutes to get over there. Sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Yeah. People are on the road at 2 a.m. What are they doing? What are you doing on the road at 2 a.m.? Well, I have a reason. <laughs> I'm sure they have a reason, too. <laughs> I want to know what it is. I know you're not going to a birth. It's just funny to me to see people out at They could be going to a birth. Maybe all those people Maybe are going to birth. All those people are doctors, midwives, doulas, nurses, going to birth now. Maybe. Maybe. They're headed the wrong way. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now it's 11 o'clock at night, and the kids are... In bed, the kids are asleep. And so <laughs> her dad woke her up in the middle of the night. Naomi tells he said, I think I scared her. Yeah. Well, I just remember like I, I woke up and there was just like somebody over me and he was like <laughs> he was like mid sentence too. So I had no idea what he was trying to say. And I I was just trying to figure out what was going on. And I I think I literally like backed up from him. Like I, I just I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. And then I like my brain finally registered what was happening. And so he told me that y'all were going over there. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he had to he's Papa and he had Papa duties in the middle of the night, staying mm -hmm. with the grandbabies while me, uh Gabrielle and Anna Joy and I went to the birth. So she's having contractions. We get there and, you know, so Anna Joy and I have to wait out in the waiting room because they won't let anybody in triage right away while they're asking her questions. Okay. This is a new kind of thing um, since COVID and it's, it's a little bit that that's probably to me, triage is the worst part of a hospital birth. I was going to be honest because it's super clinical and they're just trying to find out 
are you actually in labor? And, you know, this is her fourth baby. I mean, you can look at her and tell she's in labor. What What does triage mean? So triage is, um, it's like the prep initial little side room. It, it feels like you are going to your hospital, uh, not a hospital, your uh regular doctor clinic checkup. I mean, it's that kind of a room. Um, and so there is a bed in there. I'm using air quotes. It's not comfortable at all. But what they, they put this um, band around you to monitor baby's heart rate. They want to get a good baseline read on what your baby's heart rate is so that as you go further into labor, if baby's heart rate goes up or down, they can tell the variations. And if there is actual stress with baby or if it's normal variable, so they want to get a good strip on baby, obviously they want to monitor, see if you are registering contractions on the monitor. They want to do a vaginal exam. Hey, is she dilating? Or is this a woman who's, you know, has gas pains and we got to send her home? That's what triage is. Okay. So they don't admit you. They don't take any blood. You don't sign paperwork yet. Uh, They ask you a bunch of questions just determining, are we admitting her or sending her home? Because she's not sick. I mean, like normally when you go to the hospital, you might be in triage and they're asking you preliminary questions. But for the most part, they're not going to send you home. They'll admit you to see what's wrong because you don't feel well or something is off. Right. But when you're pregnant, you're not sick. So that's why they would need to send you home if they're mm-hmm. if you're not having a baby. So they have to ask her all the questions. They've got her on the monitor and then they let me come back there um, after they did the vaginal exam. And she was five or six centimeters when we showed up, which was great. Uh, Cause she was like three centimeters at her last appointment or something like that. So she definitely progressed. She was worried that she hadn't been progressing. They are admitting her. Now she's got to sign all this stuff while she's sitting there in the bed. I mean, she's already pre-registered. That's another thing that can be a little bit um, annoying for some moms. Cause you're in labor and now you've got to fill out all this paperwork. <laughs> it's all these questions. Yes, I give the hospital permission to have a vaginal exam. I mean, a vaginal Can you birth. Not do that like beforehand. So they do pre-register and they do sign a bunch of stuff. So I'm not exactly sure why some hospitals have let you pre-register and then when you get there, you sign everything else again. That seems inefficient. It is. <laughs> it is inefficient. You are correct. <laughs> it's like I want to say, hey, either have pre-registration or don't. Right. I mean. Like, don't offer pre-registration if they're going to have to do it all again yeah, once they get there. Have, like, two sets of paperwork that you have to think pretty about and keep track of as the hospital. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, she's signing all that as she's having contractions. And I will say that, I mean, when she got in, once she was done with all that, oh, and they got to put an IV in. Actually, they didn't put the, they put a hep lock in. So, they put the um, needle mm-hmm. in her wrist and... Mm-hmm. They leave that there, it's like the port, so that if they need to give her fluids or meds or whatever, then they just connect the tube and they're able to give it to her quickly. Um, but an IV means it's already connected to the tube and they're giving you fluids throughout the time, mm-hmm. making sure that you stay hydrated. But, you know, Gabrielle was drinking her water and was staying hydrated that way. So they put the IV in and that that's never fun. In fact... They had, um, we had our nurse and then she was actually training someone. The nurse was training somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like somebody in school? Yeah. Somebody who was, you know, learning how to be a nurse. And I don't know where she was at in her process. I don't know if she'd already graduated and now she's just a new nurse there. 
but yeah, she's learning all this stuff, you know, she's in the triage and, and the nurse keeps looking at her, telling her all this stuff. Anyway, she let the girl put the IV in Gabrielle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did that go? Did, was it fine? or It was. I mean, she's literally explaining everything to her, showing her what it is, telling her what it's called. The, the girl didn't know like what the port was before? I mean, she knows that that's called a HEPLOC, Hep- right? But she's showing her all the components and the pieces of it and where it goes and make sure that you do this and make sure that you don't do that. That seems like, like something you should wow. well, know they, beforehand. Well, they got to practice on somebody. Yeah. I feel like a live birth is not really the time to, to be practicing. Right. That. If right. I was Gabrielle, I would have been uh, very upset about that. Well, she's sitting there and she's preoccupied with contractions, right? Well, yeah. And so, and, but the nurse keeps telling Gabrielle, she goes, don't worry. It's going to be great. <laughs> she's going to do fine. I have full confidence in her. so helpful. That's <laughs> very encouraging. And so she literally, the nurse is literally talking to this gal, I don't know what to call her. Wannabe? I don't know. Trainee. Trainee. That's better than yeah, wannabe. Wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> no, not wannabe. <laughs> Talking to the trainee the whole time that she's doing it. And 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 so when they have the needle in, before they do the heplock part and like kind of cap it off, they have to draw blood. And that's where they draw blood from. So she's filling up vials at the same time. And that's like a one-handed kind of thing. She did good. I mean, I was sitting there. I was watching her. She did good. But yes. But you were allowed in triage? Was that in triage? Oh, sorry. Did I skip a part? Maybe. When After triage, they say, yes, you are in labor. Now we'll admit you. Then they take you to the room. And when they take you to the room, that's when you start filling out the paperwork. Oh, so that was in the room? Yeah. Now we're officially in the room. Sorry. Uh, Thank you for making sure that everybody is keeping up because maybe I missed that step. Now, we are in the official L&D room. AJ's with us. Now they're, like I said, admitting, which is filling out paperwork, getting blood work, your HEPLOC is in, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. So anyway, yeah, I forgot that part that she was uh, training somebody. And there weren't very many people there on the, on the floor, which is awesome. And now a word from our sponsors. So she got in the bath and that calms everything down and it calmed it down so much that it was almost like she wasn't like she hadn't had contractions for like 10 minutes or something. Oh, wow. And so Gabrielle was a little bit concerned and she's like, what's happening? Like, where did the contractions go? Mm-hmm. And so then she gets out cause she starts getting kind of hot and mm-hmm. it was freezing cold in that room. Well, you're always cold. So that's, I mean, that's I not had much a, of an indicator. I had my sweatshirt. AJ gave me her sweatshirt, <laughs> and I had a blanket wrapped around me. Oh, that's just, that's just a Tuesday for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold. But Gabrielle's now hot because the bath, you know, when a hot bath, it yeah. makes you feel hot. And she's pregnant. So. And she's pregnant. So she got out. She's sitting on her ball. She brought the birthing ball with her maybe 10 minutes. And, I mean, it's just stopped. It's just, so you know, it's the middle of the night. Nobody has slept. She's tired, and, and nothing's really happening. And so I said, okay, what if we just rested? What if you on your side in the bed because nothing's happening right now let's just see if you can relax for a little bit before it all really starts kicking in because we know she's in labor she's five or six centimeters right and she's like okay yeah that that sounds like a good idea so we get her in the bed we actually pull the hideaway trundle bed that you can sleep on the other person like Mm -hmm. the loved one can sleep on we pulled that down i laid on that 
uh, AJ's in the rocking chair. And so we just kind of rested, you know, while she was sleeping. It was an hour of like resting. Like she didn't have any contractions like during that time? I mean, she probably had a few, but they were super mild. Like she wasn't talking about them. I mean, she said she dozed off. So it was (laughs) strange, but really great because now it's like, I don't know, 5 a.m. And I wake up to her like calling out of like hurting. Mm -hmm. And that's not what she does during labor. I mean, she's totally quiet. I mean, the whole time. And she's like saying, ow, ow, ow. And oh, anyway, I'm like, what's, what's going on? Anna Joy's already gotten up over there to her. And she's like, it's this baby. She's just moving around so much. It's like more painful than my contractions. Grayson moving around. I was like, that is very strange. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching her. And, you know, a few minutes goes by and then she starts giving these little grunty sounds like, like that. (laughs) I'm like, babe, are you pushing? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so we, let's call the nurse in. And so Anna Joy's trying to find the little button over there. And she goes, which button is it? I said, there should be like a nurse's hat on there or something. And she goes, all I see is a red plus sign. So she's just pushing (laughs) buttons to try to find it. Anyway, we found the nurse. She comes in. And she checks her, and now she's like nine centimeters. So all that she was fit. So here's the thing. She basically slept through labor because now she's nine centimeters. Yeah, that's like crazy. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously I've never had a child, but I feel like from what I've heard, mm-hmm. and then also based on her other births, and mm-hmm. like every time you talk about it, I feel like up until nine centimeters is like the worst part. It's up. It, yeah, it's like. You know, if you're in active labor every three to five minutes, we should be hearing from you in some way, shape, or form. Okay, I'm having another contraction, you know? Or at least hearing you breathe or something. And, like, nothing. She was just sleeping. Y'all, it's, it was nuts. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I don't even really know what to say to that. Like, that just right? it doesn't really sound real. Like, it, she just slept through labor. I know. It was crazy. And what woke her up, she thinks, is the baby moving around. Which, <laughs> now I know... Oh, no, those were actually contractions, and they were just very intense and hurting. Yeah. But it felt to her like babies trying to come out of her belly button or something <laughs> because it hurt so bad. Yeah. So, anyway, we're trying to get her in a better position. We get, I said, hey, get on your hands and knees. He said, see if that kind of lets it up. And it, it kind of helped a little bit. But, anyway, that's when she started making grunting sounds. The nurse checks her. So, it's she's like, okay, she's nine centimeters. There's still a little cervix around. I was like. You know, that's great, babe. You're doing so good. I mean, I can't believe it. Now the contractions have really kicked mm-hmm. in and have amped up. And now she's breathing. And and when uh when there are sounds that are not just, but there's also like the oh, moaning kind of mm-hmm. sounds to go with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting close. Yeah. I mean, I know what a woman sounds like in labor, and I for sure know what my daughter sounds like when she's getting closer right. to be pushing a baby out. Especially with the fourth. Especially one. with the fourth one. So the nurse is like, okay, well, I will check you again in about 45 minutes. And then we'll, you know, call the nurse. It's like, oh, 6, 15. You know, she should be getting up soon. And I'm listening to Gabrielle now. She's had two more contractions. And I'm telling you, no, it is not going to be 45 minutes. Yeah. I feel like at nine centimeters, isn't that usually like, okay, 
go time. Exactly. It is. It is. And even though she still has some cervix. So Gabrielle's always had like a little cervical lip, which means the cervix has thinned out mm-hmm. um, and, and dilating, opening up. And so when you get to a nine, there's very little of that. I'm moving my hands like y'all can see me. And was it you? We went on a walk the other day and I was describing it to you. I don't think so, actually. The cervix. And you were like, how exactly? I don't even. Oh, no, it was was Gabrielle. Oh. (laughs) Gabrielle and I were walking. She's like, I'm having a hard time visualizing it. But if it's a donut and let's say it's, um, you know, a fat donut and there's a little hole. Right. And then the, the big round part of the donut so the little hole inside the donut you know is your cervix that is dilating and that is opening up Mm -hmm. so as that little hole starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger the outside of the donut is getting thinner and thinner as it it's like the little hole is trying to catch up to the big hole Mm -hmm. so as you dilate in that that uh, your cervix is getting is opening up it's also thinning out on the edges mm-hmm. till it catches up and meets around okay okay so there's a li- uh, the nine means there's just a little bit of that cervix that still needs to thin out right mm-hmm. and so gabrielle tends to have a little cervical lip which means it's almost completely thinned out all the way around except one little edgy part that it's still kind of thick that needs, needs to go away. And so what's happened in the past is um, one of the midwives or even one of the nurses will kind of press on that lip during a contraction and Gabrielle pushes a little bit and, and it pushes the baby's head past the lip mm. so that now you can deliver baby. Because mm-hmm. sometimes getting rid of that lip can take a very long time and it's very painful while you're in transition. Yeah. So sometimes that can actually be very helpful to mom and a relief. But she actually, she didn't need that this time. We kind of let her labor down. Mm-hmm. So this is the cool part. So Gabrielle's starting to get stressed. And it's like, no, no, I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I just want to be done. I just want to, I don't want to do this. I just want to be done. <laughs> and I mean, she's got this concerned look on her face and, and she doesn't do that in labor. She only, only does that in transition before it's time to have the baby. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what every woman does. Right. Every woman is like, nope, nope, uh, never mind. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I changed my mind. Can we back it up? Yeah. You know, and then she starts saying, so are th- is it too late to get drugs and pain meds and i'm like yes it is it, it we're too late for that she goes no 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 there's got to be something y'all can do and i'm like no no so y'all got to do something and we're like you got that you're doing it you got to do this you, you're there you know and she's also got it in her head this is her last time to have right. this is her last baby this is her last time right, to so do she it. just wants it to be done so she's at this it, point she's ready for it to be done right so anna joy looks over at me and she goes can i get behind her and I was like mm, I don't know no and then Gabrielle said it again she goes y'all I really don't want to do this I, I really need some help I, I don't I don't think I can do this look can I please get some drugs I mean she just she cannot focus mm-hmm. on what she's doing so I was like yep and enjoy get behind her so we laid the bed all the way back because mm-hmm. she was kind of sitting up laid the bed all the way back and Anna Joy crawled up in the bed and swung her leg around Gabrielle. And now Gabri- Anna Joy's in the bed with Gabrielle <laughs> sitting behind her, straddling her. <laughs> Y'all, Anna Joy is 
six feet tall. Oh, yeah. She's. So this was a crazy, amazing moment where now Gabrielle's leaning back on Anna Joy and resting and breathing and AJ's talking to her and doing so good and Mm -hmm. just you know encouraging her is really really sweet Mm -hmm. i wish i had been a little bit more awake and coherent and (laughs) grab my phone to take a picture and i did not do you were in the moment it's okay very in the moment very in the moment so now she's relaxing a little bit more and you know baby's coming down and she's still talking about i don't think i can do this and the drugs and everything but then so she finally like sinks down into like cooperating and she starts Pushing and now here come the loud, the loud noises, the louder right. sounds, the yells and what. That's right, that's right. And she's kind of sitting up and kind of lean. It's hard to, she's not laying down because AJ's behind her, but she's kind of leaning back, and so she's not fully forward like uh, in a squatting position or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. she's kind of tilted back a little bit, and so she starts, um, she starts pushing, and the water broke, and water just goes everywhere. I thought your water was supposed to break before that. So everybody's water breaks at a different time. Sometimes they have to break your water. Sometimes right. they break your water for and induction. That was like the last two times for her she had her water broken. That's right, because she was induced. So this time she asked a lot of questions about the water, actually. Mm-hmm. She goes, what are, what's going to happen? How does this work? I mean, my water doesn't break until I. it's time for me to deliver mm. right okay. before pushing, um, which is kind of cool for the water to stay intact that long. But... A lot of the pressure she was feeling is actually that waterbed, water bag. Did I just mm-hmm. say water bed? You did, but it's fine. <laughs> water bag. And so that popped, and she thought that was Grayson's head. Oh, no. Yes. Because there was such this pressure and this release, which is kind of what it feels like, pressure and release once yeah. the baby's head is born. And so she jumped. She's startled, and we're like, the water broke. She's like, Oh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 would have been my last straw. That that would be it for me. Oh I I think I'd probably have the exact same reaction as her. Yeah, give me drugs. Give oh me something. God. Can we change? I, I'm done. I'm totally done. Yeah. So then she says, now she's repeating over and over to herself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And shaking her head, no, I don't want to do this. And so has another contraction The water because the water just broke. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, baby, look at me. It's time to start saying, I want to see Grayson. Mm-hmm. I want to see Grayson. Yeah. And so she goes, I want to see Grayson. And I mean, mm-hmm. her whole body language just melted. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so she's saying it out loud. I want to see Grayson. I want to see Grayson. And y'all, I, I'm going to take this moment, like for a teaching moment. The mental game at this point is huge. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a total mental game at this point. Her body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. She's doing it. She, she's managing beautifully. Everything is going perfectly. Right. And so it's her mind that keeps saying no, 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 no. And so her body is wanting to say no, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that means you're kind of resisting what's happening and not cooperating right. with what's happening. So it was so sweet. Her saying, I want to see Grayson. I want to see Grayson. Mm-hmm. And so here comes the next contraction. And uh, Jen, the nurse, suggested, hey, can you just tilt to one side, like shift onto one butt cheek, lift one of the butt cheeks up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, because it, when you're sitting in a chair, can y'all just help like envision this as I'm talking through? <laughs> you're sitting in a chair, 
your bottom, and if you're a female, your perineum is kind of on the chair. Right. So if you shift your rear end down, right, now you provide a little bit of room. And now if now you shift to just one side, to one butt cheek, now you've opened up everything a little bit. Y'all, it literally mm. just demonstrated <laughs> in my chair. <laughs> Naomi got the visual. The rest of y'all didn't Um, because it it just helps open everything up. And now you feel like you can push a little bit better. So the midwife can see as baby's coming down. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says to me, oh, she's got a lot of hair. And so Gabrielle finishes her contraction. And I said, Gabrielle, did you hear what the midwife said? She goes, no. And I said, she has a lot of hair. And Gabrielle sat up, her eyes lit up, and she goes, "Oh, <laughs> Like, it totally got her in touch because all yeah. of her other babies have been bald. <laughs> I feel like Aiden had a lot of hair, didn't he? Nope. Not when he was born. Really? He looked like a little bowling ball. Yeah, well, Joseph is still bald. So yes, yes. That's not surprising. All right. And so she was so excited, got her so in touch with it. And she kept asking, she goes, how far is the head down? Are y'all being, are y'all telling me the truth? Like, where <laughs> is the head? And so we were like, do you want to touch the baby's head? And she's like, and then do you want a mirror? And she goes, I don't want a mirror. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but she said, I, yes. And so they grabbed her fingers so she could touch baby's head. And she was like, oh, there she is. Like, literally, she's just right there. And mm-hmm. that oftentimes will help a mom um, relate and become more involved and Mm, what is the word I'm looking grounded? for? Yes. More grounded. Like, Oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. having a baby. There's baby's head. Yeah. And so with the next, I heard they kept her hand right there. And so with the next contraction, she kept her hand there mm-hmm. as she was pushing. Mm. And it was that next push that Grayson's head was born. Mm. And Gabrielle's hand was on her head the whole time oh. as her head came out. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. Yeah. So it was almost like she delivered her own baby in some <laughs> respects because her hand was right there. Yeah. That was a very special moment. It was I so sweet. That. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, that's her head. That's her head. And she looks at me and y'all, Gabrielle's my mild, pretty mild-mannered child. I mean, yeah, she can get a little cray-cray sometimes, but she's, you know, pretty level-headed. She looks at me with these eyes and she goes, then get her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I see that. <laughs> she was so dead she was like mm, get her out and we we're like push 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 anyway she came right out she had immediate skin to skin and aj's like she's purple she's purple it's like that's a great <laughs> color purple's a good color yeah ba- i'm gonna be honest newborn babies when they they're they're ugly <laughs> they are not beautiful i i was <laughs> i was talking to my friends about this the other day i was like babies they take at least a month before they start looking pretty and you're like oh what a cute baby mm. but before that you're like you're kind of lying. You're like, oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to tell Gabrielle what you said. No, 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 That's hilarious. So baby was born, I think it was 7.15 when Grayson was born. And mm-hmm. so we checked in, like I said, it was probably 2.30-ish, 3, something like that when we finally checked in. So that's a very short amount of time to actually be at the hospital. Oh, this is the most important part. So she is born. Okay, yeah. Dad was telling me about this. She's born sunny side up. Yeah. And that means, so I don't know, you know, if you have not heard um, any of my other episodes, if you have not read a lot of books, been to a birth or whatever, then you may not know this. But when a baby is born, their head is facing down. Mm -hmm. 
And so when they're born, you see the back of their head. And then as their head is coming out, then they turn and look to the side. Mm. Okay. Okay. Grayson was born looking right at them. Face face up. So that explains, first of all, y'all, that is one of the hardest ways to give birth. Mm -hmm. It's hard from a labor perspective. That's why her contractions were so sporadic. Like there wasn't this really great pattern Mm -hmm. and they'd be right on top of each other, like three minutes apart or less. And then nothing for 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Because your body is having to work harder because baby is not in a great position. Mm-hmm. And the head just comes down into the birthing canal better when baby is facing down. Because their little neck has to tuck down like their like their chin is tucked down to their chest. Mm-hmm. So that they can uh, sneak down underneath that pelvic bone. Right. And then push up. Like, uh, think about a little turtle coming out of a shell. You see the top part of the turtle's head, right? Right. Yeah. Just come down and swoop up underneath. So when baby's facing up, their necks don't really want to go backwards. Mm -hmm. They don't. That's not natural. Right. That's harder. So it's harder on mom, for Mm -hmm. sure. That's why throughout pregnancy and in this birth, the movements that Grayson was making were so painful. Right, because she was already, like, facing the wrong way? Right, so her back is laying on Gabrielle's back. Okay. That's uncomfortable. Right. And so her limbs now are... At her stomach. At her stomach. Yeah, pushing on it. Right, so every little hand motion, foot motion, kick, knee, whatever, she feels all of that, you know? And mm-hmm. Grayson was eight pounds. Oh, wow. That's yeah. that's a pretty big baby. Yeah, it's a good-sized baby, 20 inches long, and... um. Yeah, sunny side up. And so I'm just, it, it, that was the best sunny side up birth I've ever been to. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen a mom do that more successfully. Yeah. Most of them in labor need the drugs. Most of them are done way sooner. That is why she was in labor like for three days, kind of off and on. Right. And, and I'm mentioning all of this to you guys because these would be little hints and cues for you or your loved one. If it seems like they've been in labor for several days and then it just stops, if they're having really, really hard contractions and then they're not, there's not a great pattern, they're kind of sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's harder to push baby out, uh, because it, all of that points to a baby that's not lined up really properly. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time you really want that baby to turn before you have to push baby out. It can be done like what Gabrielle did. But most for most women, that is very difficult to mm-hmm. do. And so it's more helpful if baby can turn and shift a little bit. And so there's different positions, you know, that you can try. Uh, so anyway, baby was born immediate skin to skin. And Gabrielle is just she starts saying, I was just messing with y'all about the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> I knew I couldn't have any drugs. She goes, but I want them now. <laughs> She's already having afterbirth contractions, which suck. That's my least favorite thing about birth. Yeah. You have contractions after baby's born. Yeah, because then, I mean, you already have the baby, so there's not, like, the reward of, mm-mm, like, mm-mm. you know, like she was saying, I want to see Grace, and I was just kind of like, eh. Right, right. Baby immediately started. I mean, she was so calm. She's looking around. Her eyes Aww. were already open. She picked her head up. Oh, my gosh. Wow. She is a cute, chubby cheeks. She has hair. And hair. Oh, my gosh. I need to meet her. You do. So, um, she actually said, hey, 
when are y'all coming? When's Naomi and coming to see the baby? Like yeah, she's great. I mean, I'm going to go today if yeah. I can. Yeah. We're about to wrap up this conversation <laughs> and I'm going to drive you over to Good. the hospital. This has been very enjoyable telling you this story yeah. about your sweet, sweet sister. I know you're ready to go meet your niece I am. and hold her. And I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode as uh, Naomi and I were talking about Gabrielle's birth story. And I always love to hear from my listeners. If you have any additional questions or comments, reach out so that I can answer those for you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to the humor in birth, stories and insights from a doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week. So please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. RogueMediaNetwork.com <laughs>